the upside down roots. And we're going to finish this month with this message, the upside down roots. And you're going to find out what that means in John chapter 17 and verse 13. I'm going to read it to you. It says this, but now I come to you and these things I speak in the world so that they may have my joy made full in themselves. I have given them your word and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but to keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Why don't we pray? Father, thank you for your word. Tonight we ask that you would open our hearts, our minds, that you would speak to us, Lord. Lord, that you would change us by the power of your word and transform us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Let's give God a round of applause. Now this passage says, this is Jesus praying to God for his disciples. And Jesus says twice that his disciples are not of this world as he is not of this world. But then he says this, this phrase, he says, I don't want you to take them out of the world, but they're not of it. So I read this and I was thinking, how can you be in something but not of it? Taking the example of a tree, how can you be in the earth but not of it? When a tree is planted in the earth, its roots go right deep down into the soil as far as they can go in order to get the food that they need, the water that they need, the things that they need to grow upwards. And I was thinking, well, if we take that analogy, how can we be in this world without planted in this world? How can we be Christians who live in this world, but we're not planted in this world? We're not actually directly connected to this world. And the answer is this. We have to be born from above. Christians, true disciples of God, they may be visible on this earth, but they don't come from it. As a tree is visible, but where it comes from isn't visible. Christians may be visible in the world, but they're not of it. They're not planted in it. The question is, where are we planted? We're planted in a different kind of earth. Soil, and that's the soil of heaven. The soil of heaven. And today I want to talk about three things that you need to do if you want a life that is different. If you want to be a true Christian or disciple. If you want to be someone who's planted so that when things come along, difficulties, problems come along, the winds blow, the hurricanes come, you do not budge. And the first thing is this, if you want that, you have to live your life upside down. 
Just as these guys are walking on their hands upside down, you have to do that. You have to walk upside down. I was thinking if you went to the mall and you saw someone walking around on their hands, you would stop and look at them, right? Thinking, what on the earth are they doing? Why are they walking on their hands? Maybe they're practicing for something. Maybe they're, doing, maybe they're just trying to make a scene. But it kind of looks a bit weird, right? Because it requires a complete change in mentality. Our whole lives, we have been told that you walk on your feet. Everyone you see walks on their feet. But there's nothing stopping you from walking on your hands if you want to. It's just kind of weird. It requires a total change in mindset. It requires you to think differently from everyone else. To be a little different. Maybe even a little bit crazy by other people's standards. And we're going to look at that in a minute. But it says in Romans chapter 12 verse 2. It says this. And do not be conformed to this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So that you may prove what the will of God is. That which is good and acceptable and perfect. If you want to be a disciple of Jesus, you have to be in the world, but not of it. You cannot walk around like everybody else. You have to be different. You can't be plugged into this land. You can't let your roots go down into the soil of the world, of earthly things. You have to be different. You have to live your life upside down with your roots where? In heaven and your head dangling around somewhere down below. You have to be someone who's different. And let me tell you, if you are this type of Christian, people will stop and stare. They're going to look at you and they're going to think, what are you doing walking on your hands? Why are you walking around on your hands? Why are you different from us? Why do you do things differently? When I was in high school, in England, we, we have schools that, that, we don't have middle school, so you go straight to high school after elementary school when you're 11 years old. So I got to, I went from a Christian elementary school to a Catholic high school. And my Christian elementary school, up until I was 11 years old, there were 16 people in my whole year group. And I went into a Catholic school where there were 300 people in my year group and over 2,000 people in the whole school. It was a big shock. And when I arrived there, everyone told me they were Christians. They were Catholics. And I had not really had much experience of the Catholic church up until that point. And, and I was like, oh, that's awesome. Me too. I'm a Christian. My parents are pastors, and I love Jesus. They're like, okay. That's cool. And then we, you know, I start hanging around with these people who said they were Christians, and I'm like, they're kind of living their lives a little weird. I'm not used to this. They're all like, hook it up. And they're only 11 years old, and I'm like, that's weird. 
They're living their lives differently than I'm used to. And then I suddenly realized that I was the odd one out, not the other way around. That although they were all living their lives differently, they were all living their lives the same as each other, just different from me. It turns out I was the different one. And as I grew up in high school, people started to look at me. And they started to ask me, why are you living your life like that? And they didn't ask it nicely. I decided not to have a girlfriend until I was over 18. I decided because of what I believed in not to sleep with anyone until I was married and that would be my wife. And that was crazy. That was different. That was strange for them. And they called me out on it. To the point where they would be like, dude, are you weird? What is with you? And then they were like, are you gay? For real. It was back when it wasn't so controversial, maybe. And they would ask me if I was gay. And I'm like, no, I'm not gay. I like girls. And they're like, well, why don't you go out with some? Like, because I don't want to. Why not? It didn't compute. It didn't, they couldn't get it into their brains. Why would I live differently like that? Someone once asked a pastor when he was younger a similar thing. And they said, dude, you must be gay because look at all these nice girls. I'm going to put it like that. He didn't say that. And you're not even looking at any one of them. Are you weird? Are you gay? Is something wrong with you? He said, no. So why don't you, what, you know, what do you, what do you want in life? Why aren't you looking at them? And he's like, because I'm not looking for any girl. I'm looking for the right girl. I'm looking for the one who will be my wife. And I'm not going to go around looking at everyone until I find the right one. I'm going to wait for God to bring her to me. And I'm going to be faithful to God in the process. When you live for God up, with an upside down life, people will call you crazy. People will think you are locos, crazy. They're going to look at you strange. They're going to talk to you strange. But I'm going to tell you this. They'll respect you for it. When you live your life upside down, they will respect you for it. But don't expect people to always like you, to always look at you right. When you stand up for what you believe in, when you say things that you believe in because it's based on the word of God, it's going to get a little heated with maybe some of your non-Christian friends. You're going to stick out. You're going to look like that dumb person walking on their hands through the mall. But I want to tell you today, you're not supposed to blend in. You're not supposed to be like everybody else. You're supposed to be different. You're supposed to live your life upside down. Be different. Allow God to work through you. So that's number one. Live your life upside down. And number two is this. That you have to actually work to have upside down roots. So if you want to have, you know, live the upside down life and let your roots go upwards and not downwards like every other tree, 
you've got to actually work. What do I mean by that? Well, it's obvious. It defies gravity. It goes against nature. To live for Jesus requires you to go against your very human nature. The Bible says that when Adam sinned, sin entered the world and it became part of our flesh, the Bible calls it, our human nature. And it's that part of us that wants to do all those not very wholesome things, the sinful things. We want to live our lives for ourselves, selfishly. Is that part of us that is lazy? Is that part of us that, that doesn't like to get out of bed in the morning and pray? Is that part of us that wants to live a life of sin? And that's our human nature. If you want to walk upside down, you have to defy gravity. You have to defy your very human nature. You have to defy what you feel inside in order to allow your roots to grow upwards. But listen to what it says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 19. Do not store up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in or steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. There's two types of treasure. There's the treasure of money, but there's also a, a far more valuable treasure, and it's the one of time. Every one of us has been allotted a certain amount of time, and it's a treasure. The Bible says, put your treasure where your heart is. If you're planted on this earth, your treasure will be on this earth. But if you're planted upside down with your roots going into heaven, your treasure will be in heaven. This week, a great man of God passed away to be with the Lord, 99 years old. The evangelist Billy Graham, how many of you have heard of him? Well, just over, just under two years ago, we were waiting to have our second child, Nathan, and we had the name Nathan picked out, but we didn't know what to give him as a, a second name, his middle name. And we were praying, God, what, what, sh what name should we give him? And in the end, we decided to call him Graham. And we called him Graham to honor Billy Graham. We called him Graham because of what the evangelist Billy Graham was able to do in the United States of America. He was a man who filled stadiums with hungry people desperate to hear God's message. And he preached it to them and he saw millions saved. He lived the upside down life and he was actually respected for it. But he was different. You know, you're going through your Instagram feed this week, I'm sure you saw a thousand different Billy Graham quotes. And I, I say this, because he had a thousand and they were all amazing. But there was one that I love and that really stood out to me and I'm sure you read it. It said, it said this, Billy Graham said, I'm not from here. My home is in heaven, I'm just passing through. I love that. I love that sentiment. This upside down life requires you to have that mentality of sowing 
into heaven, of connecting into heaven, of living your life upside down so that when you get to heaven, you'll be the right way up. And that's how it works. It's like in, I don't know if you've seen the movies like Pirates of the Caribbean where they like flip the boat over some weird way and the water will go. I don't know how it works, but it's like that. You're living your life upside down and then when you get to heaven, everything's the right way up. That's how you have to live. If you want to be in the world but not of the world, if you want to be a true disciple of Jesus, just as Billy Graham lived and, and he lived an incredible life, 99 years, millions upon millions of souls saved across the whole nation. Influence in the governments of the world. He personally knew most of the presidents of the United States of America, including Donald Trump. There's a picture of him at, at one of, I think, at Billy Graham's birthday or Donald Trump's birthday. He knew the Queen of England personally. And he was able to share the gospel with every one of them. He was an incredible man of God. But he was able to do that because he lived his life upside down. Because he was a person who gave everything he had to God. Right here, right now. And I want to finish this point. And I've got one more point. With this phrase. Your actions on this earth dictate how deep your roots grow in eternity. What you do on this earth, how you live your life, whether you're just passing through or not, will dictate how deep the roots you have go into heaven, how close they get to God. And then when you get to heaven, how close you are to him. And I'm pretty sure Evangelist Billy Graham, he had a lot on this earth. God blessed him in many ways, but I know he had far more in heaven. And this week when he got to heaven, I know that there was an incredible welcome party for him. Possibly like, unlike any before. I don't know about you, but I want that. I want to get to heaven and experience that. To be close to God. To have that connection with him. What you do on this earth, how you live, will dictate how deep your roots go in heaven. And my last point today is this. What you see is key. Say to the person next to you, what you see is key. What do I mean by that? What you can see with your spiritual eyes is key to growing roots in heaven. There's a passage, the same passage I just read to you, the next Verse along in Matthew chapter 6. It then says this. So it's talked about not storing your treasures up on earth but in heaven. And then it says this. The eye is the lamp of the body. So then if your eye is clear, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. I was thinking about that. I was thinking, what does it mean to have clear eyes? doesn't mean to have blue eyes, maybe in Spanish, ojos claros. It's not talking about your literal eyes. It's talking about something else. And the key is in that word, clear. The word in the Greek doesn't actually mean clear. It means useful. 
And so the passage is basically saying this. If your eyes are useful to you, then your body will be full of light. And then it's the same word, but the opposite for bad. It says, but if your eyes are useless to you, they will be full of darkness. That word useless is the same word used to describe Satan. Satan has become useless to God's purpose, to God's plan. He stepped out of God's purpose and plan when he rebelled against God, and now he has become useless or bad. To be evil or wicked means to be useless. Now, useless eyes are ones that can't see. Useful eyes are ones that can see. Another great man of God in the United States called Oral Roberts said this, if you can see the invisible, you can do the impossible. He wrote a book on it. If you can see the invisible, you can do the impossible. If you can see what isn't seen by most, you will do what others can't do. Every man and woman of God who has changed this earth has been able to see the invisible. What am I talking about? I'm talking about heaven. I'm talking about what God has stored up in heaven for us. And I'm not talking about your physical eyes because let me tell you, they're not going to be able to see heaven until you die. You have to close your physical eyes. You have to get down on your knees in your prayer room with your eyes closed and you have to open the eyes of your heart your spiritual eyes. If your eyes are useful to you, your body will be full of light. But if they're useless, it'll be full of darkness. If you can't see the impossible, your spiritual eyes are useless. If you can't see what is unseen, if you can't use your spiritual eyes, they're useless to you. And you will never be able to grow roots in heaven. You will never be able to live the impossible life. You will never be able to be a true disciple of God. You have to learn to close your physical eyes and open your eyes of faith, your spiritual eyes, to see what is impossible, to see what is invisible, to see what no one else can see, to see what God wants to do in your life. And this is a choice that you have to make. Most people think that it's an ability. It's not. It's a choice. And it's a choice because of this. Because when things come at you, you have a choice. You can close your eyes to this world in order to open your eyes to heaven. Or you can close your eyes to heaven in order to open your eyes to this world. You will never see the invisible until your eyes are closed to this world, until your eyes are closed to the circumstance, to the situation that you're in, because that situation may seem dire. It may seem like nothing is going to work for you. Until you learn to close your eyes on that world, 
you will never see what God has for you because you will be focused on the problem every time. You will be focused on the situation, on the circumstance every time and you'll never be able to see what God has for you. It's a choice between fear and faith. It's a choice between belief and logic, light and darkness, or joy and depression, or positive thinking and negative thinking. It's a choice you make to open your eyes. If you say, well, I tried and it didn't work, let me tell you, maybe because you didn't close your eyes hard enough. Maybe there's still a little bit of the light of the world coming through. It says in the next bit of that passage, It says, if then the light that is in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? The light of this world is described as darkness. Maybe your eyes are still letting a little bit of that darkness through. A little bit of the problems of this world are still coming through and distracting you from focusing on God. You have to close your eyes and close them as tight as you possibly can. You have to say no to the situation. You have to say no to the fear that is coming on your life. You have to say no to the depression that wants to rule you. You have to say no to the negativity that wants to come upon you when everything seems to be against you. And you have to choose faith. You have to choose faith. It's a choice, not a circumstance. What you do with your life is your choice, not your situation. Because your situation will happen regardless of what you choose. Until you choose something. The choice you make will dictate how you live. And it all boils down to this. In order to grow roots in heaven, you have to make a choice. You have to make a choice. And Billy Graham, he said something in one of his messages. It's one of my favorite things that I've heard him say. It was right at the end of his his message, and he made the altar call, and he said, who here wants to choose Jesus? And then he said this. He said, don't let this moment pass you. Why? Because each day that goes past in your life, your heart will grow a little harder and you'll be less likely to make the choice in a week's time than you are now. Choose now. Choose today. Don't wait until your situation is upon you. Don't wait until it's too late and your heart has grown too hard to choose faith. Choose it now. Choose it today and then live in it. Choose to walk on your hands and be stared at and be called different and be called strange because your reward is in heaven. Your roots are in heaven. And everything you need to grow in life is being received from the King of Kings and His Holy Spirit in heaven. Amen. Amen. Well, Today, there's an opportunity. There's a choice that you can make. Are you going to live an upside down life? Or are you going to live like everyone else? Are you going to live like a tree upside down with your roots in heaven? 
Or are you going to choose to live like a tree with your roots on this earth? How many of you have ever said, oh, if I just get enough money, I'll be safe. Nothing can knock me over. A million dollars, oh, wouldn't that be nice? If I could just have like a million bucks in the bank, oh, all my problems, all my difficulties, I would get peace and, and I would be firm. Doesn't work like that. The only thing that can give you that ability to be planted in whatever situation comes your way is to have your roots in heaven and is to live your life upside down. So I want to invite you to stand. You can stand on your feet. Don't feel like you have to stand on your hands. today there's an opportunity a choice you can make I don't know what you're going through I don't know your situation I don't know what the thoughts of your heart only God knows that but I do know that we all have the same choice regardless of our situation regardless of our circumstance it may seem insurmountable it may seem too difficult, but let me tell you this. The Bible says nothing is impossible for he who believes. And I believe that. I believe it because I've seen it. In men like Billy Graham and Oral Roberts, men who changed the world, men who turned the world upside down, they lived their faith out day by day, and they proved to us that it's true, that nothing is impossible for he who believes. Today, the God of the impossible is here. You just have to see him. Jesus is here. You just have to see him and your life will change. And so in this moment, I want to invite you with your eyes closed. situation, the circumstance, because Jesus is here, and he is the answer to everything you ever need. He is here right now. You may not see him with your eyes, but Jesus said, blessed is he who believes even though he does not see. down the front right now in the
this moment. If you want to live the upside down life, if you want to live with your roots in heaven, with your eyes fixed on Jesus, if you want to live your life every day seeing Jesus Christ, I want to invite you to come down the front right now because God wants to meet with you. God wants to change you. God wants to transform your life. And he wants to teach you how to walk on your hands. Maybe you're like me and you don't actually know how to walk on your hands. But he's going to teach you today. Come on down the front. There's some more space here, please. I want to invite everyone in this place just to close your eyes and lift your hands to heaven. And just say, God, today, take my life. God, today I pray that you would turn my world upside down, that you would transform my situation. You would change the way I see this world, that I would stop seeing it through the eyes that I saw before, through physical eyes, through the eyes of fear, through the eyes of my circumstance, and I would open the eyes of my heart to see you, Jesus Christ. Right now, Holy Spirit, come in this place. Open the eyes of our hearts and show us what you want to show us. Show us the life that you want us to live day by day. Show us the difference we can be. Show us the kind of life we can live as Billy Graham lived. Show us the lives that we can change, the healings we can see, the miracles that you want to do through us. Show us in this moment right now the life that you have for us. And I want you to see yourself as that upside down person. I want you to begin to visualize your life as if it was upside down, as if you lived different from everyone else, as if you weren't worried about the consequences, as if you weren't worried about the circumstance and the situation, as if, you know, even though your bank account had no anything in it, you don't care because you know God is with you and He is going to use you to change this world. Start to see yourself right now in this moment as that person who reaches out to pray for others, who brings others to church, who sees their lives change, who, who becomes that, that saver of souls, who wherever you might be, you're the one that people come to for salvation. You're the one that people come to to ask, who is this Jesus? You're the one who people come to to ask their difficulties, their problems, and you have the answer because you have it in Jesus Christ and you begin to turn other people's lives upside down down because your life is upside down and you begin to change this world one person at a time you begin to see a change through your life in this state you begin to see schools high schools changed because of your witness your testimony you begin to see those people who are lost who are broken whose lives are destroyed, who don't have any hope, and they want to go and do terrible things, and you are going to be the one to rescue them, to bring them out of their, out of their desperation, out of their hopeless lives. God is calling you today. He wants to use you to change this world and to turn it upside down, just as He used Paul the Apostle to turn the world upside down. He wants to use your life. So with your hands raised to heaven, I want you to pray this prayer after me. Father God, everyone in this place, just repeat it after me. Father God, I thank you.
Thank you. Just open your mouth and say it. Repeat this after me. Father God, I thank you for your word, which is the truth. Today, I fix my life on the word of God and in heaven. I choose to live my life upside down. I choose to stretch out my roots, not on earth, but in heaven. I choose to live differently from everyone else in this, in this world. I choose to follow you, Jesus, for the rest of my life. From this day forward, I give you my life and I follow you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Amen. Well, today, let's give God a round of applause.